Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Rob Grun broadcasting once again from beautiful Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So, today again I'm going to be talking about favor and integrity, and I'm just going to lump that in, in with an, an identity. So favor, integrity, and identity. Okay, so first of all, let's go right away to Colossians 3.17. Colossians 3.17 says, Whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let me say that one more time. This is Colossians 3, verse 17. Colossians 3, 17 says, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Isn't that just a glorious verse to consider? My dear brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, my family, in the faith, this verse radically transformed my work ethic like you would not believe. Like, to an incredible, like, I, I, I can't even really put into words how drastically, um, for the better, this verse transformed my work ethic. When Christ got a, got, the Holy Spirit got a hold of this verse in my spirit, in my soul, like, it just ignited my work ethic for Christ like no other. That's, and that, so it's just, just Christ in us, the hope of glory, right? So it drives us, man. It's Colossians, sorry, that's from Philippians 4.13, if you're wondering. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Um, Philippians 4.13. But yeah, this whole thing about work ethic, man. Working for Jesus Christ. I tell people frequently at work that, you know, my employer may be, it is, FGF, which stands for Functional Good Food, but ultimately, I work for Jesus Christ. See, my work ethic reflects my identity as a believer in Jesus Christ, as a co-heir, right, as a son, small s, son, small s of the living God. I am found in Christ, and he motivates me, inspires me to work really hard. You know, People on my former line, so I used to be a production team member on uh, the croissant line. I used to work, you know, on the line that makes croissants. But now I'm mixing and scaling ingredients for uh, non-bread, flatbread. You know, and in my former line of the, with the croissants, um, a fair bit of people have told me, you know, Robert, you don't need to work so hard. You're not going to get paid any more money for it. And I thought, well, you know, that's true at the time. Like I, I wasn't making more money than they were simply, simply because I was, I, because I wasn't work. Sorry, I was, because I was working harder than those who were working on my former line. I was not making more money than them. But I thought, if you have that attitude, you're never gonna make more money either, which is true, because look at now. Okay, I'm now making four dollars and twenty-five cents an hour more than that person and everyone else who's still on that line. And I still have, you know, that's I boast in Christ about this too, because, you know, it's him, it's Christ in me, the hope of glory that drives my work ethic. My work ethic is in relation to my identity in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. My work ethic is directly in relationship to who I am in Christ. Christ in me, the hope of glory, my identity being a believer, just someone who's found in Christ, 
compels and inspires my work ethic. The reason I work as I do, as hard as I do, is because I work for Jesus Christ. Period. And if you're a believer, and this has not hit home with you yet, I really, really pray that it really soon does. I'm gonna talk. I'm talking about like today that it hits home with you. If you have issues with work ethic, okay? Because I want to make this very, very, very clear. If you are a Christian and your work ethic, you don't have a strong work ethic. You're not that hardworking. You're lazy. Something is keenly off in your identity with Christ too. You see. And let me, I'm going to read this verse 2 from uh, Matthew 5, verse 16, the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Actually, I'm going to read Matthew 5, 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Okay, so this is the gist of it. This is the crux of it. Your good deeds, reflection of who you are in Jesus Christ. And people should be seeing that and glorifying your Father who is in heaven. Or put it simply, people should be drawn to the God that you serve by observing the way that you work. Let me say that one more time. People should be drawn to the God that you serve by observing the way that you work. That applies to all Christians. People should be drawn to Christ by looking at how we work, man. What's different about how that man or woman works compared to everyone else? What drives him? Why does he do this? Why does he or she do that? They do so much more than they're expected to. That they're required to. And the favor of God rests on us. Like I said... Look, I was a general laborer at my company for seven and a half months. I applied to a job that came with a $4.25 increase. A lot of other people applied. A lot of people didn't get think I would get it because of, I haven't been there a year and because a lot of other people applied. But guess what? I got that job and I boast in Jesus Christ. He drives my work ethic. He drives my passion. He drives my life. I live, I work for him because I live for him because I accept and receive all that he's done for me and continues to do for me, and can, but more simply, for who he is for me. My relationship, man. Jesus paid the price for me. I received the price that he paid for me and I accept it as an exchange. You see, we need to understand that salvation is an exchange. You see, Christ took our punishment so we could have abundance and abundant life. 
And by abundant life, I mean everything that Christ has to offer us. And that includes some of the things that we don't like. Now, let me put that very clearly. Part of being in Christ means we're going to face opposition from the world and the enemy. And it it just it is because Christ said right if they're gonna if they persecuted me they're gonna persecute you 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 also, so we get to have everything that Christ is is our inheritance to have, including abundance, including persecution. Now, we're not always persecuted, of course, but I'm saying it's part of the, one of the things that's part of the course for being in Christ is persecution from the world around us because Satan is against us. But hey, Satan's been crushed 2,000 years ago. So if he ever brings up your past, bring up his future. And leave it at that. But you got to be so fascinated by Jesus Christ. you be so compelled by Jesus Christ. So utterly enthralled with joy and delight for Jesus Christ that he just moves in you, through you, and around you that you walk in his favor, man, as inheritance. Favor is your inheritance. You've got to lay claim to it. You've got to take hold of him who, who's taken hold of you. You see, this is like a, this relationship is a, like a dance, man. He leads, we follow. Step by step. Every single move. We have to take our instructions from heaven, not earth. When we really get this, when the Holy Spirit really gets a hold of every part of your being, and you walk with Him in love and integrity and mercy and justice, the favor of God is just there, man. It's just there. You see, what I just happened, this promotion I got at work, in my industry, it is practically unheard of. But the favor of God, man, it rests on my life. Because I rest in Him. He is my rest. Which reminds me, I know I one more passage of scripture for this podcast this morning, this afternoon, I should say. <laughs> Alright, so this last one is from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. One of my favorite passages in Matthew. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, rest in work is really, a, sorry, rest in Christ is really a paradox. No, paradox is Two seemingly conflicting ideas contained within the same truth. And the reason that's a paradox is because resting in Christ gives us the focus, the willingness, and the desire to do His work. Work for God. Live in integrity. Be driven to work for Christ because of who you are in Christ. I love you all. Peace out, Brother Rob.